Uh, very excited to be joined by Kevin Kugler here on Radio Row at the Final Four. How many Final Fours is this going to be for you on the radio calling the games? This is this is number 14. Uh, would have been 15, but obviously there was no Final Four in 2020, so this is my 14th. First one was 08 and the uh, Mario Chalmers shot against Memphis. So it's been a it's been awesome. What a way to start. Um, and how about the storylines here in New Orleans? I mean, four big-time programs, all, all the obvious ones. Coach K, the Duke-North Carolina first meeting, happens to be in the Final Four. Um, just the storylines. I mean, what stands out to you besides some of the obvious ones? Well, I, I, look, there are so many obvious ones. We, we were sitting around last night discussing more prominent groups of teams in the Final Four, and, and not in my time have we had four true blue bloods and people will argue is Villanova a blue blood I say they are based on what they've done over the last 15 years but some of the lesser storylines look Villanova trying to win without Justin Moore is going to be I think a fascinating example of what Jay Wright can do from a coaching standpoint you can only do so much but they're trying to juggle this around in the span of a week taking arguably their most valuable player off the team for Kansas can they get the pace going against a Villanova team that wants to really go slow? And that's the big test for anybody going against Villanova is can you speed them up at all? It's very hard to speed up a team. It's a lot easier to slow a team down. So can Kansas operate effectively in the half court, something very few people are talking about because so much of the attention, I think justifiably so, is on the Duke-North Carolina game. It's one of the great rivalries in all of sport. It's akin to if Alabama and Auburn were playing in the semifinals of a college football playoff. It's, it's just so big from the sports standpoint and then you have the backdrop of coach k and is this his final game we've done that every single week in the tournament is this the final time coach does this or does that and he told us yesterday he doesn't sit there and say is this my final time every single time he goes out there but we as media do and i'm sure it'll be a conversation we all have it's incredible what the duke program has become i guess i mean obviously all the success and coach k and all that but it's they are sort of the the Yankees, in a way, where it's it's you love or you love them or you hate them, right? So it's I see I see some social media can be the worst, but some people, you know, it's like I'm done with Coach K. I've seen enough of him. I'm like, let's just appreciate what this man's built at Duke, and the amount of games he's won there, and the amount of players that have come out of that program. No, oh, Kevin, you're right, and I and I I really do think it is a, uh, the Yankees are an apt comparison because there are so many people that are passionate about Duke, one way or the other. You're passionate about them because you hate them. You're passionate about them because you love them. You're passionate about Coach K, one way or the other. It's And what it does is every sport, every event needs a villain. And Duke can provide that villain for so many people. And now it's even bigger because they're playing their rival, who's probably a villain for a lot of people as well in North Carolina. So uh, to me, it's it's... It's one of the most intriguing matchups in my 14 years of doing Final Fours to have those two teams playing in a semifinal. And, I mean, you talk about the ultimate bragging rights. I mean, if you beat that team in the semifinals, it doesn't matter what you do the rest of the time. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It doesn't matter what you do next year. And his last game, so it's not like there's redemption. I mean, you know, his resume speaks for itself, but you send him out with a loss if you're a North Carolina fan. It doesn't get better than that. If you are a North Carolina fan, not only did you spoil his last game at Cameron Indoor, if you can spoil his last game and create him a trip home at the end of the Final Four without a national championship, you, you, love, you, you live on that for decades. Can't wait to hear you on the call. How's uh, New Orleans been to you? Enjoying your stay here? What do you love about this town other than... 
the food and the, the great people and the music. You know, it is. It's just. It's a. It's a good walking city, and I always like that for a Final Four because it allows all of us to get from point A to point B without necessarily having to get a car and drive around. The weather outside of the first night I got here when we had a pouring rainstorm for about an hour and a half. It's been great. I mean, we've had terrific weather. We walk around. It's been nice. Uh, no complaints. It's a, it's a great spot for the Final Four, and it's good to be back here after a decade. How are your cubbies going to look this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think they'll be better. Though the, the team they will field on opening day will be a better team than they fielded on the last game of the 2021 season. I don't know that that's not sort of damning with faint praise, but it is going to be a better team to start than we saw last year. I mean, look, they're, 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 they're clearly not going to go through, at least I hope, the building process that they went through for most of my life. But um, I would assume this year is not the year that we'll be coming back to Wrigley for the World Series. Kevin, thanks for jumping on. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Kim. Thanks so much.